0: Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode. It's going to be pretty different today. We recorded an episode live from JordanCon. Ken and I were there with uh, a few of the new friends that we would made there at the convention. And we all just kind of circled up right there at the bitter end of it. And recorded some of our thoughts on it. So I hope you enjoy that. It it I think it's kind of a fun conversation, but... Don't be expecting us to get really into the nitty-gritty of the convention. We just kind of gave our overall thoughts and impressions. If you have any questions about anything specific, you're welcome to hit us up at uh, thelegendarium.reddit.com, obviously. And the other thing that I'll say is, uh, you know, I always say... Yeah, Patreon.com slash Legendarium where you can go support the show, etc, etc. Uh, but this time I do want to really specifically shout out our patrons for making this possible. We would not have been able to make it to JordanCon at all if it wasn't for our amazing patrons. So this year we were able to take just two of us, and I'd like next year to be able to take more. Three, four of us. Um, and to do that, of course, we'll need your support. So Patreon.com slash Legendarium is where you can go do that. Uh, help us make things like this possible. It was wonderful for us to get to meet a few of you listeners of the show and to meet some new friends as well. Anyway, just one last note on this episode. The volume levels are a little bit shaky here. Basically, you know, we couldn't take our entire setup to Atlanta with us, and so I had one handheld recorder that I was kind of passing around the circle. So hopefully the show is still uh, listenable. Go ahead and enjoy and let us know what you guys think at thelegendarium.reddit.com. Thanks for listening in. Welcome, everybody, to the Legendary Podcast Take Two. I'm going to try very hard not to hit the stop button on this recording. Uh, I am Craig Hanks, your host, and over there, I'm super tired, and frankly, he's just old. That's all I got. Hi, Ken.
1: I'm going to shove you through the ways and laugh while I do it.
0: Good enough. And at the intersection of young and damaged by YouTube, it's Daniel Green.
1: Accurate
2: comment. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> uh, Daniel, uh, you, what's the name of the channel where people can go check you out? Daniel Green's put my name in. There's an E at the end of it, and you got my face. And,
0: and he does uh, Wheel of Time and general fantasy stuff. Um, and so go check out his YouTube channel if you can't get enough of your Wheel of Time fix. And he's beardier than Perrin and twice as whipped. It's Drew McCaffrey. How's
3: it going? I'm glad to be on.
0: <laughs> and Drew's wife, Lauren, as well. Lauren, I didn't write an insult for you because you just sat down, but I'm glad that you're here in the circle as well.
4: Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> so what we're doing today is uh, just kind of a recap. We're just finishing up Jordan Conn. And when I say just finishing up, I mean we're kind of staring into a room where they're still doing the closing cer- the closing ceremonies. Although i got to say... Uh, these would go in my con pile because they're in there kind of giving feedback with 800 people in a room about an app Uh, and so we skipped out and it's time to record our episode it was uh, anyway it's uh, it was an interesting choice i thought to to end the convention Uh, but we're talking about jordan con because i think there's some interesting things to talk about first things first for those of you who are expecting Ryan to join us on this episode and this weekend, uh, we're very sorry that he couldn't make it. Ryan got uh, there's ill, and then there's whatever
1: Ryan got. Yeah, it's not. Nah, it's beyond ill. It's he he skipped a soccer game. Ill. That's how ill he is. Exactly. It, it's
2: like a movie contagion kind of kind of level stuff going on yeah, right now. Back exactly. And then concerned about his daughter. You know. Right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Ryan. Uh, Ryan didn't just miss. This is how ill he was. He didn't just miss a weekend of Jordan Con, He missed the opening night of Endgame, uh, and so you know that it was a big deal. Anyway, we're sorry he couldn't make it. I'm sure we'll talk with him when we get back into town. Um, but for now, let's let's talk about Jordan Con. Now, uh, around the circle, five of us. How many? This is our first time. Three of us. Okay, so me, me, and Ken and Daniel, first time at JordanCon. Um, and here's my quick two cents. JordanCon, I was super excited for it. I, I, When I arrived, my expectations were lowered dramatically in the first couple of hours, and then it slowly won me over as the weekend went on, and now even though I'm super tired and, and really conned out, I'm sad to be leaving, and it was a great time. Uh, Ken and Daniel,
2: what did you guys think as we were going? Uh, I I fortunately, the second I walked in the door, got someone grabbing me and introducing me and showing me around. So I pretty much went from being extremely nervous to the point where I was actually like talking to a friend of mine who trains junior Olympians in martial arts. I was like, can you come with me, man? Just, and then the second I walk in, I realized that was silly, stupid of me. I do not need that. Everyone here is a saint. And uh, I just feel like I got welcomed into a group of people and it was, I've, I've not had like a bad experience yet uh, with anyone. It's been fantastic.
1: What about you, Ken? It was one of those places where we walked into 10 years of inside jokes and getting to know each other and and friendships and families. And we stood in the corner and were like, I don't fit in here for about 10 minutes. We hit our first panel and all of a sudden we're now friends. We're people who are, are in the group. And hey, have you met this person? Hey, have you met that person? Very uh, welcoming, very inviting group, and I think that's one of the nice things about having such an intimate conference. Which we kind of weren't. I don't. I, I guess we were expecting it not to be very big, but it's it, it's amazing. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, So the the number this year was eight hundred and ninety. Apparently, this is a new record for Jordan Con, and so fifteen
2: percent increase, I believe, about fifteen percent from the last year.
0: Is it that eight fifty four? Whatever the math is on that. Yeah, yeah, 854 last year, if I was listening correctly. I mean,
1: and we're used to going to conferences that, that's a good panel, yeah. is 800 people yeah. in the panel.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're used to, to the big Comic-Cons. Um, all right, so Drew and Lauren, this is your third, fourth year? Fourth. This is our fourth year. Yep. And, uh, okay, so when you arrived your first year, you decided, I've got to keep coming back. Is this what everybody does? Is, is this? Am I going to be feeling the urge in a few weeks to sign up for JordanCon 2020?
3: Uh, yeah, I think you will, and, and I think it's something that you're going to really need to make sure you jump on because with the TV show starting, they're planning on capping attendance, and uh, registering early is going to be really important.
0: Really? Where did you hear that? Uh, word on the street. <laughs> huh. It's like the fake little streets that they have at the convention, right? Yes, ex- exactly. Oh, okay. yeah. right. <laughs> oh, by the way, Drew, I didn't uh, tell people where they can check you out. Oh, yeah. So I uh, I
3: write for Tor.com. I I do just general science fiction and fantasy articles. Um, but I also host a podcast of my own called Inking Out Loud, where, we again, we review science fiction and fantasy books. And we uh, also review beers and drinks while we do it.
0: So. it it's it, like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Uh, fun fact: My first job in radio was on a show called Thinking Aloud. Um, so there you go. Uh, you take that to the bank and watch them reject it. Um, so okay, so let's let's talk about what and the reason. I, I should back up and say the reason we're doing this is because. Um, I know that there were a lot of our listeners who would have loved to attend and weren't able to, um, or who weren't sure whether JordanCon is worth their time. Um, and so this is just kind of, we want to give people a little bit of insight into how it looks and what it feels like and what it smells like and all that. We, we want to give we want to give a little bit of a, a window into JordanCon. Um, so let's start with favorite moments um, and then, you know, we can move on to the th- things that worked and then things that didn't work a little bit later. But uh, out of three days, set a scene for me. What was your favorite bit? Anybody?
4: I love the trivia, but just because, you know, it's, it's to the point where after four years we kind of know everybody and it's friends competing <laughs> against each other. And some of the fun with that
0: i the uh, the level of trivia that the two of you have uh lauren and drew is is and i don't know about you daniel the what trivia how, how do you do what but, but i mean in in general terms, you didn't attend this trivia night, but how would you do?
2: High school was lonely so pretty well, i think
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i, I I was shocked I went to a panel at the end that was um, what did we sit in Lauren it was unanswered questions from from Wheel of Time and I knew from the very start that I wasn't qualified to even speak to bring anything up because this there's one person who said so who killed Asmodean and the entire room just kind of like the heads swiveled in and they're like dare, glaring daggers and like, how dare you not know something from the books? Um, it was amazing. Uh, no, I think. Um, oh, no. Other other favorite moments. I
1: think my favorite moment we and we made pro and con list kind of as we were going and talking to each other about it. But my favorite moment was I went to the uh, the panel about what should and should not be included in the TV uh, production, the TV series coming up. And one of the panelists said, if we want to if we want to be honest, we need to cut the ogier from the from the show. Ninety people (laughs) had to be held back (laughs) from this guy, the entire the entire place. Just whoa. And, And you never saw some. Well, he didn't exactly backpedal, but it was it was one of those. Well, not not completely eliminated but and it, it tom stood his ground he tom, did tom
2: stood his ground He's, a little bit there he yeah. stood his ground is
1: it's funny to watch how quickly people get uh, impassioned <laughs> about something well, like that
0: okay so i've never i'm i'm a young man ken yes i'm a young man yes, so very i young, yes so young. correct
1: your crow's feet say so. Yeah, I will murder
0: you. Uh, so I never I never attended one of those Star Trek conventions in the 80s or the 90s when they were huge, right? Uh, before the proliferation of the big nerd oh, sure. cons, right? Um, but this, this kind of... This is what I imagine one of those might have felt like as I'm sitting in the room listening to the unanswered questions that people are bringing up. And, you know, the question that kept coming to my mind was a fake one, and it was like, well, in um, episode 14 of of season 3 of The Next Generation, uh, Captain Picard's phaser fails, and I was wondering if that was because of the... uh, Uh, The influence of the Borg uh, nearby, or if that was just a a coincidental (laughs) mechanical
1: failure. And then just just stop and look for a serious answer. Tell me. Tell me now. Well, I'm going to date myself a little bit, but the the old 80s uh, Saturday Night Live skit when William Shatner was on, and he's there in front of all of the nerds with the ears and everything, and they're asking him questions like that. And he just looks at him and says get a life <laughs> it's no, no, no. a tv show no, no, no. That's, that's the thing but I,
0: it's, I but but, but i yeah no there isn't any of that here and and thank goodness because we don't have any shatners yet involved in the wheel of time right right oh,
3: I, I will say there is a, a classic robert jordan anecdote that uh, at one point years and years ago a young lady asked him at a signing what would happen if two people bail fired each other at the same time and he essentially told her you need to get laid <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah uh, so i don't i don't have any brief against somebody who is super into the trivia of the wheel of time because ask me uh, you know similar questions about the lord of the rings and uh, and watch me go i'm like a wind-up toy um but uh but yeah there's i mean maybe there's a little element of that even for me it's like look dude it just just Cool it, cool it on the on the trip. I don't know. Um, all right, favorite moment, Daniel. What are you gonna take? Is six months from now, eight months from now? When you're looking back on Jordan Con, what's the image you're gonna keep? The moment you're gonna keep.
2: Uh, actually, the first time I got recognized, there's this never, I'm still in that range in YouTube where no one's ever recognized me in public. I have an embarrassing story where I thought someone did, and that was not the case. Uh, there was someone else named Daniel, and, uh, so walking in and having people come up to me and say, you know, they love the channel, all that stuff, I mean, it, it's very validating It meant the world, and I appreciate these people more than they could know. Uh, I think that's different when what I told you earlier, but it's just, uh, it's just, it meant so much, and... Even the JordanCon staff saying things like, oh, we watch your channel, we enjoy it. It was just an incredible feeling that I've never had before, and I appreciate it, and I think I finally feel pride, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as a, as a podcaster, I think I
0: can confirm uh, we are easily buttered up. Yes. Yeah, We're, we're in it for the validation, folks.
1: So, somebody said, oh, I've heard that. I've heard, I've heard of you guys didn't say we've heard you guys yeah but there's yeah you. there
0: was one guy said it says uh yeah, i introduced myself as son of craig i'm from the legendarian podcast he says i've heard of that and i said oh great that's that's great to hear and he says i haven't heard it <laughs> i said that's also understandable and probably for the best we'll accept that. um okay so here's a question that i've got for uh well I, maybe i should answer my own question uh favorite thing did i get everybody did i get a favorite thing from you lauren drew drew well
3: hilariously i think the the standout was uh, I, I was on a panel saturday morning talking about uh, uh, young adult interactions in the wheel of time and uh and and we started talking about gender dynamics and sighting and sight and and I uh I had no idea Craig was in the audience and I <laughs> mentioned the legendarium and mentioned the infamous uh uh flower cleansing imagery and and I may have uh made a particular hand gesture <laughs> and uh and then the panel finishes and Craig comes up and he says hey I'm Craig and I I was mortified and <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I wasn't mortified, I thought that was great That was really funny So Somebody somebody remembered something we said um, So they they have these little ribbons here That you can attach to your name badge And it's like this contest Everybody's trying to attach a bunch of ribbons I'll, I'll participate next year um, But I want to bring uh, Our own ribbons next year yeah. That say Uskwai did it again um, or, uh, or, um, What was the other one? Uh, Taviran Taviran uh, something along those lines. So yeah, whatever you guys' favorite uh, Wheel of Time tidbits were from that series, we want to hear them so we can so we can ribbon it up. Um, yeah, that that was a fun moment. I, <laughs> um, I I didn't mean to make you upset, Drew. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lauren. What did you think? Favorite moment this year?
4: Oh, mine was the trivia, but also uh, Team Jordan getting to talk to them and listening to Harriet tell some stories about. You know how everything came together, and and her favorite memories of Robert Jordan. It was it was really touching.
0: I, that would be pretty emotional, I bet. There was a moment uh, during that last panel that uh, we attended where uh, Maria, who was who was uh, Robert Jordan's assistant, um, was talking about how she, he was kind of on his deathbed, and they knew he was going to go. And so they were trying to do this big download with him over uh, the course of a few days. And uh, she says, I tried to ask him all these questions and, uh, and I saved a few for after the weekend was over and then he died over the weekend. And so she never got to answer, to get answers to certain questions. And so the entire fandom is still in the dark because she never got, what was, uh, what was the big question that, that we were talking about at that point? Do you remember?
4: I think she was talking about uh, the pipe at the end of the series, Rand's pipe, and I think she was going to get an exact answer on how exactly he lit that, and we still don't have that.
2: I like that that remains a mystery. I kind of don't want an answer for that one, but I'm kind of the fan that doesn't want answers to a lot of things. I like the debate, conjecture, all that. Yeah, I really enjoy that. Like, I'm the guy who's like, no, I don't want a Han Solo movie, because I want him to remain this mysterious figure, so like... I don't know. I guess I'm bringing my hipster annoying vibes into that. Um, that's just my, you know, I just, I don't want that answer. (laughs) So my,
0: my favorite thing from the entire con, besides staying up outrageously late, uh, with Drew and Lauren, I am, I, my brain is functioning at 20% capacity right now. It is ridiculous. Um, but besides that, I, I got to say, as a, as a casual Wheel of Time fan, I, you know, I've read it one and a half times, something like that, um, was to see that you, you, what, I, what I expected was people on your level. I'm pointing to all three of you where it's, you know, you, you put, you, I, if I put you down in front of the trivia competition, you guys are going to do pretty well, you know. There's there's some redonkadonk people here who want it, but but you'll do really well. Uh, I I wouldn't do so well, but, you know, I've read the books and I like them. What I was not expecting was the number of people who have not read The Wheel of Time. I was blown away uh, and kind of impressed that they came. And But I also kind of want to talk to these people and say, oh, what, what, what brought you to JordanCon? Tell, tell me what brought you to JordanCon, person who hasn't read The Wheel of
1: Time. I think I think part of it is built into the conference, though, because they have different tracks specifically for people who are not here for the Wheel of Time, which is amazing. They, they have a whole Sanderson section of of JordanCon now, where you can talk about the Cosmere, you can talk about non-Cosmere related things, like Skyward, for example, had a whole panel, and and then they had some tie-ins to the Sanderson and the Wheel of Time, and every they have a writers track, they have fantasy tracks, they have science fiction, they have so much that if you didn't have if you haven't read the books, you still have something to come to. I think that's amazing for a conference, especially of this size, to have such a diversity of of content.
2: Yeah, basically, sorry, basically, gatekeeping's not welcome here. You know, we want people to get into the series, so if they're on book one, if they're on page one, what we want to say is, okay, great, keep going. Like It's not a, oh, you haven't read it five times, how dare you, uh, mentality. I think that's great, I think that's fine. And it's very rare with fantasy communities, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah.
3: JordanCon is extremely welcoming and, and it's amazing just in the four years we've been going 2016 was our first year and we've gone every year since. And, uh, and in that time, the variety of programming has expanded so much and, and the quality of the programming. I mean, we joke about it that they need to make it worse because there are so many conflicting things that are awesome (laughs) that you just can't get to everything. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's really amazing how many people just come for non Wheel of Time reasons and have a blast.
0: So, did anybody, uh, new or old Wheel of Time fan, learn anything new about the Wheel of Time this year? And this, but by, by the way, if you're listening, this could get spoilery. If you're you're still reading the Wheel of Time or something, and you know, so it could get a little spoilery. I don't know, but I'm curious. I have one thing that I learned, but I'm curious if anybody else did. So while you're thinking about that, the thing that I learned is that apparently, and this is one of those you know pushes glasses up on nose and states fact, um, when Hopper died, Perrin immediately forged his new hammer, and apparently. He put a piece of Hopper's soul into that hammer, which now gives Perrin two, he's in control of two souls, which allows him to uh, to pass into Teleron Riod at will in the flesh, which is not something that somebody can normally do. Um, but a few characters can if they're in possession of two souls, a la Rand and Morden, and and uh, what's the name, Luke, Luke and Slayer. Um, anyway, so that that was my big uh, my big moment.
3: I learned something. So there's an interesting little trivia tidbit on top of that. The ebook cover for Towers of Midnight features Perrin forging his hammer, and if you look closely in the flames, Hopper is in the flames rising off of the hammer.
0: I learned, I learned two things at JordanCon this year. Two things.
2: Um, anybody else learn anything new? It's okay to say no, but... I, uh, I've been having, since day one of my channel, people talking about how Osmodian is redeemed. He's this... When he was killed, he was, like, actually in the light. All these things. And I've always thought, no. He's been a part of these war crimes. He can't be redeemed. Like, no. And... It got to the point where I was beginning to question my own sanity. There, like maybe was he? But I got to ask the Team Jordan people, and they were like, "No, no, he is not." So I got to learn for sure the people commenting that are wrong. So if you're one of those people who's commented that, you are factually wrong.
0: I wonder what the difference is between our comments and your YouTube comments. YouTube comments are just notoriously awesome. That's a, that's a generous word. So, <laughs> um, okay, so. Uh, we'll, we'll go for a few more minutes here. I uh, don't want to wear anybody out either listening or contributing. But let's talk about Jordan Con compared to the big Comic Cons that are kind of scattered throughout the country. We're talking about places that have 50, 80, 100, 200,000 attendees. Um, these are the cons that I'm used to attending. And this is just wildly different. Uh, so what for somebody who is used to that kind of convention, what would you, what would you tell them, uh, basically sell them on JordanCon if you want to, or tell them to stay away, I don't know. But uh, sell them on JordanCon and why they would want to come here and what they should expect.
4: So I think we've come back every year because it is a family and you are coming home. And if you ask anybody who's a regular attendee, that's what they're going to say is, like, you go back, see your family every year.
3: And even if you're a first-time attendee, you come once, you're part of the family.
1: And that oh, that. Holy we, we learned that. You're immediately part of the family.
0: Well, and that was kind of, I was alluding to this earlier, that uh, I'm not sure how immediate it was for me because uh, it took... It took at least until, let's see, we showed up on Friday in the middle of the day. And it wasn't until maybe like Saturday morning where I kind of just start, started to feel like I was learning some faces and, and uh, you know, had a few people I could wave to in the halls and stuff. Like, it wasn't immediate, but it was a very, it was a very gradual but delightful process over the course of the weekend for me. Um, yeah. Anyway, any other tips?
2: For me, one of the things I've felt at other conventions, especially the huge ones where it's not even for a specific thing, it's just throw it all in a bucket and a blender it just at a certain point it just feels like a let's make as much money as possible process you and I touched on this earlier and I feel like that wasn't really the the, the goal here the goal is really an experience a discussion um, and of course there's a money incentive because they need to keep putting it on and it wants to grow and do healthy so I'm not denying that that'd be foolish but it doesn't feel as over commercialized there's not you know plastic toys being shoved down people's throat that cost three hundred dollars And I I very much so enjoy that. Um, Not over. I don't know what the word I'm looking for
0: is.
1: Commercialization. Over commercialization. Yeah, Yeah, I know
0: exactly what you mean. Back in, I I mean, long time, long time listeners of the podcast will remember that the first convention we ever went to was Fantasy Con back in 2014, and there was a war between Salt Lake Comic Con or whatever it's called now and Fantasy Con, and Fantasy Con ended up losing. Which I thought, it just shattered me because it was so, it was big, and it was big and bold and all that stuff, but it was more um, fa- geared toward the fans instead of geared toward the fans' wallets, um, and uh, and it, it, I just thought it was lovely, a, a really great time, and yeah, I, I think your point is well taken, Daniel. I stole
2: that point from you, I stole that point from you, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd say, share and share alike, I don't remember. <laughs>
3: Well, and so I, I don't really have much experience with, like, the big conventions. JordanCon was the first convention I ever came to, and, and it remains the only convention I've ever gone to. And But despite that, you know, I, I do know a lot of people. My wife goes to, you know, like, NDK and Denver and Denver Comic Con and things like that, and, and I know how some of those work. And the big difference is the con suite here at JordanCon. From what I've heard, you know, big conventions don't have this you know like th- it would be logistically impossible but so what is the con suite <laughs> and the con suite is well for one hot dogs uh <laughs> but but it's i mean it's free food it's it's free food and hospitality for everybody at the convention and and i think it's incredible that they do it and they pull it off well despite the number of people despite the the lines that can grow you know w- uh the way jordan con is is arranged his you have hour-long panels and a half-hour between panels. And during that half-hour midday panels, that line gets long at the con suite. But, man, does it move fast. You know, It's it's just such a level of personalization and, and an intimate culture here at JordanCon that, that you can't get when you have 80,000 people.
2: I, I, at the Comic-Con I went to in Arizona, I ended up paying $40 for a bad lunch, and that was the cheapest option I could get. And that's on top of admissions. JordanCon, this con suite's included with your everything. You just get this lunch that's really good, like it's and dinner. It's multiple meals throughout the whole thing. I mean, you could just sustain yourself on it. Um,
0: uh, that's final call. Last chance for JordanCon merchandise. Uh, if you would like JordanCon merchandise, please stop by the JordanCon merchandise booth. You were saying, Daniel? Uh, that's it. I'm good. Oh, okay. Oh, so, so you were done saying, Daniel. I was just <laughs> uh, okay, so if if you had any critical feedback, we're gonna go with not not complaints, but critical feedback, things that you would like to see improved in future. Uh, Jordan Cons, uh, what would it be, Ken? You got a little twinkle in your eye.
1: I'll, I'll start. I'll start not making friends. But uh, in in the the benefit of the diversity of panels, there is a. Shall we say lack of structure in terms of controlling um, outbursts?
0: Yeah, depending on yeah, depending on the panel. This is going to be what I was going to bring up as well. Where it, you know sometimes you have a big panel with eighty people in the room or a hundred people in the room, and uh, and it's it's obvious that chaos would ensue if people didn't raise their hands and whatnot. But in some of the smaller ones, you've got twenty people in there, and it's kind of. It's a, it's a giant free-for-all conversation. But I have to say, I think a lot of people
1: would really enjoy that. I, I think so, too. In fact, uh, like a, the panel I talked about earlier, we had 90 people all attack one guy, and then it quickly devolved into a 90-person panel with no moderator. Basically, it was 90 people cross-talking, and it was, it was fun and chaotic. The panel I went to right before that was a, was a Sanderson con that was very structured had slides had questions had a moderator and it went very smoothly you're you're not quite sure what you're gonna get but it is fun no matter what that's that's another thing that's i know we're talking about criticisms but if you're coming here to to a small con like this you've got to be prepared to really let loose of some of your inhibitions not I know what you mean. Yeah, but you got to be willing to get out of your shell a little bit and maybe dance or get a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. So.
2: What, uh, a- anybody else? So, one of my things is there's, there's a lot of anxiety in the Wheel of Time community right now about the TV show. Obviously, that's going to exist. And there seems. That, There's that air of just tension, and I don't even necessarily say this in negative, it just makes me wonder for next year. So I don't know if that's a con necessarily, but there's a a bit of an uncertainty of what we'll come back to next year. Is it going to be the same thing? Will it be radically different? So I don't know if I caught this last great flash in the pan before there's going to be this great change. And so now I'm like, I want to stay as long as possible because will this ever happen again? (laughs) Like, this is almost this mysterious question. So... I wish I could ask someone, "Hey, what's it going to be next year?" And they'll say, "Here it is." But I totally understand why they wouldn't know that right now.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, that makes sense. If it does, if it does grow and expand, then who knows what it'll look like? You can't really control the culture at that point and how things evolve. Um, but I think if it stays roughly like this, you know, say around a thousand people, and uh, so many of those are regular attendees and whatnot. I would love to see um, at the very beginning you got opening ceremonies and then new member orientation of some kind because i I had no idea what was going on or you know you can get a little bit of that online you know or ask previous attendees or whatever, but you know maybe a little structured way to introduce people into what the hell is going on here yeah it
3: it it really is something that you have to experience firsthand ideally in more of a controlled environment (laughs) otherwise it can get overwhelming and especially as you know the programming diversifies and and there's more to do and more to do and more to do and it can really be overwhelming if it's your first time
0: Um, all right so i want as a closing thought from each of you your pitch sell it Jordan Con, some had never been here. They're thinking about coming next year. I don't know. Atlanta's a long way away. Sell them, Ken.
1: It is a long way away, but it's only a plane flight away. No, it. The Con is great. It's it's low pressure because it's small. I mean, it's low pressure to be something. You can be here and just kind of be whatever you want i mean there is a there's a diversity of things to experience a lot of different panels whatever i'm, I'm as my boy would say uh, whatever fits your fancy frickin friendo you can find it here and you don't have to you don't have to participate or you can it's it's just a it's a comfortable feeling for an entire weekend you are are just there you know no pressure no nothing
0: come think, daniel
2: you get to meet the actual Jordan Con team, whether that's Harriet, Brandon, all these people. There's some years Brandon's here, but you get to actually meet the people who are the keepers, not, not to sound over dramatic, but it's what they are, of the legacy of the Wheel of Time. You can ask your questions, you can get answers, and I know every Wheel of Time fan has questions. So, I mean, there's really no other place or time in the world where you can do that except for right here, unless you, like run into them in a grocery store but good luck with that <laughs> all right lauren hit us with it your best sales pitch
4: come join the family
1: <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> sweet and simple
0: yeah it's short and sweet
3: you know lauren stole what i was gonna say basically i i mean there it's like one mind it's almost like we're married or something i don't know <laughs> but but really it it is it, it's welcome home is is what i was gonna say it's you come here, you don't know anybody, maybe you know a few people. When you leave, you'll have made dozens of friends and it will be home every year you come back.
0: Yeah, I think uh, my pitch would be similar, uh, except I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zoom in and say we've been looking on the Legendarium for a way to connect with our listeners for a while, to a way to connect in person. And what better place than a fantasy and sci-fi literature convention? It's this place is tailor-made for us and our audience. Um, And so, as far as I'm concerned, we we haven't bought tickets or anything yet. But as far as I'm concerned, I would plan to come back next year, um, and I would like to, you know, meet meet some more. I know. Jafu was missed this year. You know, there's, there are other people as well in the in our Reddit and Discord communities who um, who should really be here, and that's all of you, frankly. Uh, so I would love to make this not just uh, not just a wheel of time big family, but also a legendary little family reunion. Uh, would love to do that. So need
1: to get the rest of the cousins down here, and Todd and Megan and Ryan definitely got to get Ryan and Kyle.
0: Yeah, Ryan and Kyle. I can't believe Kyle didn't come. What an idiot! <laughs> uh, what an idiot. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, y- hopefully, this just gives you a little bit of insight into what it's like to come here to JordanCon. And and uh, like I said, I hope that we see you here next year as well. Um, and thanks. Oh, Ken, thanks to Ken who's
1: interrupting my outro. By the way, sword play. You can you can fight with swords down here too. You can do that in my backyard. That's fine.
4: <laughs> There's the maiden of the maiden of the spear thing too. Like
0: Maidens of the spear?
4: Yeah, you can fight with spears now.
0: Like do I have to be a maiden to do this?
4: I don't think so. I hope
0: not because you're far gone from that Well, I I have the figure of a rather rotund maiden. Uh, so that's fine. That's fine. Um anyway, thanks for listening guys. Uh let us know if you have any interest in coming to Jordan Con and hanging out with us next year. Um hit the comments on, uh, you know, Reddit and YouTube and support us on patreon and go to discord and i just i'm not even going to do the whole spiel because i'm just i'm gonna go take a nap bye